Alright, so we're here to do one thing and one thing only, and that is talk about the J.J. Abrams masterpiece. Yes. Lost, I believe it's pronounced. Loste, uh, the E is silent, uh, in that it doesn't exist, but you do pronounce it. Uh, so occasionally we're going to sprinkle in some names of supporters to patreon.com slash austinorski, like Joseph Tombrello. I'm going to say that up top. Yeah. That's important. Accelerist. Blah, 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 blah. Let's talk about. <laughs> so have you finished the show? Are you done with it now? Yes, we absolutely finished it completely. I have seen everything Ooh. it has to offer. Okay. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of six season spoilers I want to get into. So I guess preface this by saying spoilers for Lost. There's there's got to be people who are listening now who are like, I am so fucking tired of Quinn and fucking Lost on this goddamn podcast. It has been 18 Christian years since that show <laughs> debuted. I think the spoiler uh, moratorium is over. It's true, but you just saw it. So, I mean, we could have spoiled things for you. I, I, I think I did my best not to spoil anything for you as you were watching it. I think you uh, heavily hinted that Nikki and Paolo were going to die before we yeah. had actually seen it. But that's fine. That was like a joke episode. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that was like a Twilight Zone thing. I lo- Yeah, I looked it up afterwards and apparently it was like, oh, the, you know, the, the audience hated them. And so they were written out and stuff. And it's like I they were barely in it enough to hate. And also the that episode was good. It was that was fun. a good episode. Like it, it was legitimately just like, hey, what if there was like a Twilight Zone episode in the middle of Lost? Like an episode with zero consequences to the rest of the show. But just hold a kind of amusing story of two shitty people who fucking just die together, basically. But yeah, apparently it has the reputation of being one of the worst episodes, along with the one where Jack assaults a woman to give him a tattoo, which is just bad and gross. Awful. Awful. Jack's tattoo is the definitive bad episode of television for me. It it really sucks. it, It is the moment where you're just like... Because everything was lost was like flashbacks too, and they like clearly had just run out of things to do flashbacks. So like that entire season is like flashbacks. No one gave a crap about like, oh yeah, I guess Locke spent some time on like a weed farm or something like that. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Is this a a previous life? Is yeah, he like being yeah. reincarnated? No, it's all just canon backstory. Yeah, okay, yeah, like just nothing connected anything else. And the one where you're just like, what about Jack's tattoo? What does that mean? I was like, I don't know. The actor had a tattoo. <laughs> Like, we hadn't felt like the need to explain it. There were still a bunch of characters who hadn't had flashbacks and die. So many characters get done dirty. Uh, yeah. I'm going to throw in some names here. So okay. Sophia is pretty sure JF's, JFK's head just kind of did that. Uh, <laughs> my favorite conspiracy theory. Uh, kindly, I'm kindling all kinds of ink on karate kick types. Brits in my kingdom. Wow, just give me a tongue twister in the middle of my lost review. Yeah. Uh, Gregorio Avalar, the goblin rogue warlock that is using magic to make the youth vote in the dystopian D&D campaign called Brazil. Eardrum Espresso. C.A. Little. Christman vowing to blast all bussies. You're next. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. I'm just going to get to number 10, and then we'll cut it off there. Nephis Decidia, the queer sheep, ready to join the DF dating service. Who wants to add to my big RA polycule also? Orky this month, I assume orchiectomy, which is a removal of a certain organ. I got owned on this show for uh, talking about Orcus, the canon D&D god, (laughs) and everyone started laughing at me like, this cis person doesn't know why this is funny. (laughs) 
<laughs> you were just like, oh, you're getting, uh, you're becoming Orcus next month? And <laughs> Faith and Valor to get to number 10 on this list of beloved patrons. So where do you start with Lost? The thing that has stuck with me, because I just saw the end, is that uh, doing characters dirty accelerated at an astronomical rate as the it last, got close. The last season is like, hey guys, we, you love this cast of characters. We are going to murder them. Mur- like, huge character. Saeed is a huge character. And you're like, he was like a side death in an episode with two much larger deaths alongside it. And you just forget that it's there. That was specifically the death I wanted to talk about as well. Because it had shades of The Stand, the Stephen King story, where he has such a large main cast that it gets to a point where he's like, I have to narrow this down to have a focused ending. So a bomb goes off and just kills half the cast. Yes. Um, and that happens in Lost. But it, the way it happens is so... I mean, I have to give credit to my partner, Joe, who pointed out they had the Iraqi character go out via suicide bomb. Uh, and it took down all the other characters of color, the the Korean couple specifically, uh, just leaving the white people in their pain. Although uh, Hurley, I guess, is Hispanic, but uh, it really seems like they're like we need to we need to kind of usher the non-white people out of here because it's really about Jack and Sawyer and Jacob and and Locke. I was gonna say yeah, it's it's it kind of gets down to just like three characters at that point. Um, I don't know. It's weird because I, I do I do like there's a lot of thoughts regarding that. And and then there's also specifically there's there was a very large controversy at the time about what uh, I guess it's Jin is the one who could technically have tried to escape the submarine still. Yeah. And decided not. He was going to stay with Sun. And there were a lot of people like, that's fucking crazy. You have a kid out there. And then there was obviously what the creators intended to be like, I don't know, this is a guy who's spent his entire life in this show trying to reunite with his wife, and he's not leaving her again, basically. In a vacuum, it's romantic to die together. But yeah, with their other context, it, it, it smacks of it's just like, I don't actually want to raise this kid alone. <laughs> and uh, also just in, in the greater context of the story, they pull this move constantly, which is have men behave terribly. And then when they kind of make a gesture to make up for it, you're like, oh, these people are meant to be together forever. Uh, Jin and Son is like that a lot. Also, Charlie and Claire. Charlie spends so much of the show and his screen time being monstrous. And Claire just kind of forgives him for kind of no reason. And then they get to be together forever. It's just. Oh, but um, it's so cute. They pretend to eat fake peanut butter together. That that was cute. But I don't know. I, when In the first season, when all the men are being just the worst, I was like, please. I turned to Joe. I said, remember this. Later, when they try to make us like Sawyer, remember that racist shit, shit he just said. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, they're going to they're gonna forget about it, but I'm not. Austin never forgets. He's uh, still trapped mine. Yeah. Brent, still every episode of Dice Funk Goatly. A werewolf almost legally changed their name to Bjork. I think that's I think that's a reference also to us talking about our new cat Bjork. Bjork Yorski. Bjork Best Yorski. Cat. Uh, Dr. Goatman, Allison the Purple. If Caroline bribes Austin $15, will he tell her if Solitaire are still around? Austin, uh, just take the money at this point. Just take the money. <laughs> like, but, but they're where does offering you money. Just take it. Just make your bank, buddy. You want me to compromise my art? Yes, for $15. That's not even that much, but just do it. I mean, next season is space. Uh, if there are solitaire, we'll see them. So you won't have to wait much longer for so that. So that's, that's the official confirmation. I mean, so I, if you see them, they're going to be there. If not, uh-huh. I don't know. 
Alera's conduit of punishment. Composting queen. Lumentus. The strength and patience of the hill. Heuristic badger. Oh, how far are we going before we can get back to Lost? <laughs> okay, I'll say Matt Collier, and then we can talk about Lost more, which is... I want to ask specifically, how did you enjoy the ending? Because this is this is the big controversy of the show, is a bunch of people were like, that ending sucked. And then there's people like me who are like, that ending was everything I wanted. <laughs> That's It's very funny, because um, I, I don't think it's the worst part of the show. I don't think it sucks, necessarily. I would have done it differently if I had you know been scripting it. Um, but the essential elements of it are fine and clear. I don't see really any it's, other way to uh, interpret it besides the thing they turn to the camera and explain. <laughs> I was going to say, it is mind-boggling that people are like, oh, so the entire thing was purgatory. I was like, Christian Shepherd literally says to Jack, everything happened on the island. This is an elaborate afterlife that you've all constructed together. Everything else still happened. Yeah, they, they basically say, like, this is Dr. Manhattan, non-linear time, so not everyone is dead, like, uh, you know, all at once. Some of you died later, some of you died earlier, but eventually you all end up here in this timeless space uh, once you're done with your real adventure that actually happened. Yes. <laughs> so I don't, there's not really any wiggle room with that ending. Um, yeah, it, it's sweet. Everyone gets to reunite. It is extremely Locked. aggressively heterosexual, I will say. Yes, it is. It is absolutely. And there's also just like weird relationships that don't like you're like, I guess I remember Saeed and Shannon being a thing. I don't know <sighs> if I necessarily would have paired them up at the end. That's but. so funny because the whole season, uh, Saeed is stripped of his autonomy and selfhood, uh, like on a quest to get Nadia back. And then he ends up with Shannon and we <laughs> were like, we were shouting. We were like, what about Nadia? you've two-timing bitch <laughs> uh, it's it's mind-boggling but the part there's there's a couple uh one uh hurley becoming the new protector of the island which is very very cool um and then two Locke getting some tiny fucking morsel of a happy ending because that character is just sadness from beginning to end yeah. Like, I don't know how long you were buying into the idea of like, oh, Locke came back to life. He's like a Jesus thing. Until you're eventually like, no, he did just die via Ben killing him. And then a monster took over his corpse, basically. And that's it. Like, just deal with it. But he has a shit run all the way through. And no, then like, the I figured it out. Gives him a morsel. Not to like brag on things, but like, very I, smart. I figured it out pretty early, partially because he was his personality was just so different. He was suddenly uh, very confident and knew all kinds of things he shouldn't know. Uh, but then there was also this mysterious box they were carrying around, and like, oh, what's inside it? And I was just like, you know, hail Mary. I was like, oh, that's it. John's body. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not saying I called everything in the show. There's a lot of stuff <laughs> that is uncallable. <laughs> Um, what do you mean? You didn't guess what the numbers mean? <laughs> so, yeah. I When you talk about the show, the ending comes up a lot. Also, just the idea of the unsatisfying mysteries. That the, the show in the first season set up a bunch of iconic uh, like question marks. And then people say, like, oh, none of them paid off. And I think it's a mixed bag. Like I'm, um, Some know. of them pay off. Like, yeah. the polar bear, uh, some of the Dharma stations. Like, all that stuff, I think, actually has lore to it that does make sense and connects. Um, even the statue to a certain extent, but there are just some things like 
a cabin that moves randomly around the island. Like it, ju- it just does. It just does. Yeah, <laughs> like, the, I don't know what to tell you. It starts off with this ambiguous like science versus faith theme, but at a certain point, they just commit to magic. Like magic mm-hmm. is just real and happening. There's not yes. any ambiguity at a certain point, and that just paints over a lot of you know the cracks. Um, the polar bear thing is funny because I remember at the beginning of the show you were like, forget about the pale- polar bear. It's not important. No one cares. It's not a thing because uh, it shows up in the pilot, and then later one attacks uh, Mr. Echo, and they fight it off with a flamethrower, and those are like the two appearances yes. and that's it the only other thing is like oh they there's some cages they spend some time in which were where they were housed for as part of an experiment that's it that's not any yep. deeper than that um which is fine uh but the the thing that really got me was they at the beginning setting up that uh there was something about babies they're kidnapping babies they're kidnapping pregnant women what's up with this and it's, it's scary it's a scary idea uh but then they go so far out of their way to explain that it really snarls so much <laughs> of that like middle of the show because eventually it's revealed that like oh uh ben the leader of the others just has like a fucking thing because his mom died in childbirth so this is like his pet project and they're like ah never mind about that actually we're here to guard the island it's completely unrelated <laughs> like <laughs> they they just dump all that stuff and it, it's it was such a morass and so much of uh the show like circles that drain for a while i, I texted you the problem with lost is ben <laughs> Uh, yeah. You were like, defend this, sir. <laughs> uh, I, well, because here's the thing. Ben is, I can absolutely agree, Ben is a problem with the show. But it's he's also one of the best parts of it. So like, it's just like, one of the, I don't know, he's like a Disney villain where you're just like, I don't know, the dude's like the most interesting character in the room 99% of the time. So you just can't, like, you can't hate him the same way. I don't know. Like, it would just be like, I don't know, like, I'm going to hate Gaston? No, that's crazy. This dude's great. I will defend my position in a moment. I will say uh, Matt Collier, Cookie Wyvern, Tashira Kuru took a long weekend and forgot they ever had a job. Excellent. Thought Clown 666, Three Owls in a Trench Coat, Possum Kingdom Refugee. You want to do this one? Big Time Burger now featuring the Vimble action figure with stinky diaper action with every kid's meal. Pelagery, dear gods, please let this merciless heat end Jane. Um, Jammy, conduit a dumb gay bitch. My computer has a thing on the bottom where it tells you the uh, temperature outside. And mm-hmm. for a couple days there, it just said record high <laughs> instead of a number. <laughs> just said hot yeah <laughs> just said ow uh so that's how it's going here uh jen bleaker it's back to school for matt blackett's because i'm a teacher blase emoji happy september oh, i thought that was blaze emoji i was like ooh, the kids have a new term that's <laughs> blaze it blaze emoji I 420 it. I it. jasper black lives matter cyber lady z i think that's a Yu-Gi-Oh card archetype uh-huh. Sternad. You want to go back and Francois forth? Francois V. Geff the Mongoose, seriously questioning the long-term prospects of devilment. Kevin Dobins. Pumpkin spice itself. I have a little pumpkin spicy in my drink. Thank Aww. you. Owen. Uh, so we're at 40. I'll take another break to talk about Lost. Here's my... Ooh, that was tough. All right. Let's get, <laughs> let's get back at that Lost. Here's my uh, Ben is the problem with Lost thesis. So the story is that he was uh, contracted to be uh, in three episodes. It was like a mini arc where they capture this guy. He tells them that he's not one of the others who at this time are basically the main antagonists. Uh, and then there's this like moral question of like, do we believe him? Do we torture him for, for him for information? Do we kill him because he's too dangerous? Uh, and and the problem was the actor was so charismatic. They're like, this guy rules. He's now a main character. In fact, 
he's the leader of the others the poor guy who they had hired to do that uh friendly i believe is that character's name mr friendly yes he just gets the cast the only canonical gay character i think on the show as oh well. yeah i i didn't even explain my aggressively heterosexual statement earlier at the end the the secret to the everything is love and every yeah. character like pairs up with uh, uh someone of the opposite sex you know except for Locke, who's alone <laughs> well yeah everyone gets this moment where they see their their partner and they get like a flash of all their happy memories so like desmond gets that with penny claire gets that with charlie etc etc Locke gets it with his own feet <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking but that scene's so beautiful like his it's his face his face he's like oh, oh like i don't know why his face in that scene always like lifts my spirit up because he's like a he's like a big baby he's like a big baby who's just seen his feet for the first time like oh yeah i don't know why it always makes me smile he seems so happy the show has uh some questionable things to say about disability i don't know if we should go into but um uh i would yeah there's there's some stuff there that that probably doesn't age uh particularly well uh it is also worth noting that michael emerson the actor who plays ben also then went on to win an academy award for the role like that's how much they pushed that character yeah that's what i was gonna say not only was he pushed to like prominence in universe he was the only person to win an act uh actor emmys i think you said academy award right it's emmys for... oh, sorry yeah emmy uh Terry O'Quinn was definitely nominated. I can't remember if he won or not. He's a great actor. At the end, he was doing some just truly villainous face oh, acting. He's so good. It, it It is so infuriating that... I shouldn't say infuriating. They both have had very long, successful careers. And I think Michael Emerson was on some, like, NBC spy show or something like that that ran for like 12 seasons person of interest or something like that mm -hmm. but it doesn't fear me that none of these people went on to become like huge stars except for again uh, evangelist lily who is uh, a, a like out fucking anti-vaxxer and you're just like god damn it like not one of you could like become super famous like ah yeah, but uh, this character, Ben Linus, uh, becomes the focus of the show. He is essentially the protagonist after a certain point. He gets way more screen time than who we were introduced to at the beginning as the main characters. He gets... Locke, uh, Terry O'Quinn did one for Locke then as well. Okay. Uh, he gets, like, all this really sympathetic development. Um, even the horrible things he does are played for, like, gray morality. Like, he lets his mm -hmm. daughter die, and then you get all these torturous... Uh, scenes of him in another timeline with his daughter like sacrificing his ambition for her it's like the writers are so invested in him and his story um, which is fine he is a great actor the material isn't bad but it, it, the show becomes the ben show for a while and it melts everything around it everyone else has to become so foolish so that he can deceive them they have to be so ineffective so that he can be cool they have to basically uh everyone becomes like a puppet on a string for a while and it just makes everyone so stupid and unlikable uh, in his wake that it really fucks up a lot of the show, I think. Um, and it's, it's not that anyone involved necessarily did a bad job with him. It's that his gravitational pull on the rest yes. of the show is like just destabilizing. It, it's, it's weird because I'm like, I can't disagree with you. And then I'm also like, I don't know, like some of my favorite scenes are Ben scenes. That scene, it's I think the season five finale where he meets Jacob and he just goes through his big speech about everything and just ends with like, what about me? And Jacob just goes, 
what about you? And then Ben's just like, all right, fine, just fucking stabs <laughs> God. It's so fucking cool. I don't know. I was like, the dude's so good. Yeah, like he gets the killing blow on the most magical character. Like at the end, to kind of try to do this thing where it's like, oh, Jack was the main character all along. He sacrifices himself. And it's like, Jack has been such a raging fucking dickhead for so long. Yeah. I If he f- accidentally tripped and fell and hit his head on a rock and died, I would not have cared. Like it, he, it didn't need to be like tragic for me. Uh, I just was glad to see him die. Um, but he didn't die alone. Vincent came with him. Yeah, I mean, at the beginning of the show, literally, once a dog appeared on screen, I'm like, I'm watching this until the dog dies, and then I'm out. But the dog, <laughs> dog. is the last thing you see. The and dog will fine. never die. Yeah, dogs <laughs> never. Dogs just gonna chill on that island with Bernard and Rose probably forever. Also, the best characters. Uh, getting yeah. back into some names, I think we said Owen, Charlotte, Stefan, Morgan, Rap, Rap. Flooding Austin's bussy. Haley Snaily, Jorgen and the monster Vinevik Ford is living together with his girlfriend. Aww. 69. 69. <laughs> Penal Hus 02, the Norwegian pencil case that gets mistaken for a Dane. I thought it would be like Penal Hus, mm. and it's like uh, they do like trap music. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Uh, Bear Cloud Games. The Eternal Lich. Code Sculptor 1. Emmanuel Orlando Matthias. Dan Dice Funk Wiki and Minecraft Server Guy. Oh, shout out to Dan doing the Lord's work, doing some yeah. truly heavy lifting out there. Um, is Him's Penis Broke still culturally relevant in the post Markov age? Do you know about Is Him's Penis Broke? No. I'm sure I've heard it at some point, but. Yeah, it's my friend who was a veterinarian. She's not supposed to take pictures of people's pets, but sometimes she, you know, put one in the group chat. And one time, she, there was a cat who came in with a, a urinary tract infection, and she just sent a picture to everyone with the caption "Him's penis broke." Uh, so we, <laughs> me and my friend group were just saying that to each other for a while. Is Him's penis broke? Him's okay. penis broke. I like that. <laughs> Joe Turner, Jay Sterling, Aaron Lime. That's you. Am I? Oh, that's your Kenji thing. got a new job. I do like limes, actually. Like it was like a real moment of art becoming life, where I'm like, oh man, I love limes recently. <laughs> your resident homestuck guy, Gumba Master. Okay, this is the segue. I'm sorry. We'll get back to the names. Lost is homestuck. I've never seen homestuck, so I have no idea that the relevance to that or. Uh connection i'm not the first person to point this out uh there's a podcast i listen to called homestuck made this world where they talk about uh both the comic and its influence on culture uh but they talk about how it was you know coming out uh in the wake of lost i think it, uh you know halfway through lost or something is when it started um and basically they both have a very similar arc which is it's introduced to the simple premise uh in one case you know people crash on an island they try to live or uh the other one is uh, some people are in their houses and they're playing a game that affects the real world playing a mmo in both cases the characters became so iconic and beloved that uh the, they crushed the minds of the, the writers their psyches <laughs> broke and instead of telling this simple story with the premise they had they started doing alternate timelines alternate worlds uh conspiracies and doubles and fake outs and magic started coming in and then it became a story about stories and fate and destiny i also texted you lost as kingdom hearts I, that is true <laughs> i will say that lost is very much like kingdom hearts like to the extent that like there's a couple speeches where you're like, if you just threw a couple darkness like lines in there somewhere, 
and had Woody hanging out like next to somebody, you'd be like, "Yeah, dude, this is this is this is Kingdom Hearts." But yeah, they, they, the the Oceanic A15 survivors are to the trolls from Homestuck as they are to Organization 13 from Kingdom Hearts. They're like a group of characters that the fandom got so obsessed with that it it, it like warped the show. Uh, like basically, there's a lot of parts of Lost where basically someone will turn to the camera and address a fan theory. They'll be like, "We're all in hell." And someone else will be like, that's stupid or, you know, something yeah. like that. Uh, and that's like Homestuck is like half of that. It's like, oh, you thought I was a Sagittarius? You fool, I'm a Virgo or whatever the fuck. It's <laughs> is like, that what Homestuck is about? Like, <laughs> I mean, yes, the troll characters, there's like 12 of them. They're each one of the Zodiacs and it's a whole thing. Um, oh, okay. And it's like, oh, who is this organization member secretly? Because actually all of them, if you scramble their names and remove the X, they're someone else. <laughs> Um, this is like a direct one to one to one. Uh, this is not an original thought. So, <laughs> can it be noted that a- after I transitioned, there was a-, a brief moment where I was like, "It would be kind of dope," but I take my my Mercury's <laughs> name put next to me. <laughs> you f- you would have to wear the black cloak at all times. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. It does sound kind of dope now that I think about it. Oh my gosh, I, I could go deeper. I'm gonna read a couple more names here. Bailey McCullen. Oh, you went ahead. I didn't do yeah. Anton Gersetsky. Have fun pronouncing this also. Oh, hi, Mark. Uh, every time. Every time for the first moment, I'm like, oh, no, you're supposed to do it like the room. Oh, hi, Mark. And then I'm like, oh, wait, never mind. Like six down. Uh, <laughs> they say hi back to each other. Uh, I am, I am J- Junku, eater of worlds and worshiper of slime. Uh, Gareth Tomlinson, conduit of dad bods. Ephemeral biscuit. Vinjost. Gams, Tinky Tonk, and down with the SCOTUS. Man, my other patronees are going to be really confused. I often wonder that when it comes to Dice Funk. Do you think like, someone's like like a fucking news podcast? Like, oh, who's our new patron this month? I hope I blow out Austin's bussy. What is that? Yes. <laughs> People have sent me screenshots and stuff. Them in, in, nor- in other normal credits and being like the one who's, who's weird. <laughs> There's just one guy who's just like, who is Austin? Why is his bussy always being on blast? Uh, Fraser McVean, Kyle the Kobold, Dragon's Concubine. All right, we're at another uh, ten. So here is the question about Lost: Why uh, do they have so many motherfucking characters and keep introducing them? There's, I think, the second to last episode because we watched the the two part finale as one uncut uh, episode on Hulu. They have both options. Um, the second to last episode introduces new characters. Uh, fucking Jacob's mom is the main one. It's oh, yeah. they're obsessed. They are addicted to introducing there's new characters. A, an absurd amount, and there's so many. I guarantee there's people you could mention me right now. I'd be like, I completely forgot. Like I vaguely recall that Ileana is a character, mm-hmm. and that's another one who just like abruptly dies because they were like, well, this character actually wasn't all that important. Like it, it was like a big thing. I think in season four, the freighter characters show up. Uh-huh. And of that group, there's four of them. Two of them die like a half a season in or something like that. Miles Strum actually stays around because, again, very similar to Ben. They like that actor a lot. I was literally saying I was screaming at the TV through season six. Why is Miles here? Who is Miles? Why do I care? His like gimmick is he talks to dead people. Hurley already does that. (laughs) That's Hurley's thing. Why are you alive? And they don't really hang out that much to like talk about like, yeah, it's crazy. We talk to ghosts, right? Yeah. Uh, he was there just because he was like a, an extremely popular character. And then fucking Frank Lapidus, the pilot, like uh, it was like a group of like, th- like, 
two scientists and a person who could talk to ghosts and then just like Dave who drove them there <laughs> and of that group fucking the pilot is the one who like really got the, like he's like oh shit I'm back <laughs> I made it through this whole story he really didn't even get that much development he's introduced like crying and being like I'm gonna fucking blow the whistle on this thing and then he mostly just hangs around literally I, at one point I thought he died he's in the sub when it blows up and kills half the cast he looks at a door and goes like oh beans and it blows up and hits him in the face I'm like oh fuck that was a, a really cruel way to kill, kill that character and then he just shows up later like I'm the pilot gotta love me he's like I'm back everybody I'm back baby uh, but it's funny you bring up Alana because I did just google that and uh, apparently she was originally planned to be Jacob's daughter uh, and then they were just like actually that sucks and then she just blows up <laughs> mid-sentence she blows up yeah it's it's there's so many it's like Ileana Naomi um Kearney I think is his name from the freighter a couple of these were antagonists but there's a lot of characters who just like show up to die what oh what's his name Frogert, I think is his name at one point <laughs> yeah he's this really antagonistic guy who's just like a fucking dick for like 10 minutes and then gets riddled with arrows that was fun. <laughs> oh it's so brutal <laughs> um I texted you I was like I, I didn't know Nathan Fillion was in this and you're like what are you talking about I was about? like I don't even remember <laughs> He is in uh, just one episode. He plays someone that Kate was going to start a life with before her just uh, activating uh, asshole mode uh, yeah. and just becoming I the worst. She becomes hate, Joker fight. I hate Kate so much. Like, she's so cool in the first, like, season and a half. Because she's just like, I don't know, she just kind of has a little bit of, like, this, like, pot, like good energy of, like, hey, let me kind of take some lead here. And then eventually just becomes so annoying that, like, if anyone does anything, she's like, well, I'm going to come too. It's like, well, you're not really helpful for this. I don't know what to tell you. You don't need to be on everything. And then she always just ends up getting captured or doing nothing anyway. They make uh, fun of that. At one point, someone later in a later season is like, I'm going to do, do something. And she's like, can I go? And they're like, well, if I say no, you're just going to wait, and then you're going to follow me, and you're going to get captured. So I guess you might as well come. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But there is one moment, and I'm sorry, I know you don't like uh, Sawyer. I, I, I have a soft spot for him. When Sawyer and Juliet are on that motherfucking sub about to escape the island and live, and fucking Kate gets on the goddamn sub and drags them both back into it. I gets hate her so much. so many people killed. I, I hate Kate so much. She, she sucks on ice. But yeah, I'm looking at a list of characters now, and there's so many... People who just literally disappear, I, get, I don't know if there was like they changed their mind on a storyline or the actor became unavailable. When they go to the um, Others village, there's a woman who's introduced as like, quote unquote, the sheriff of the Others. Uh -huh. She's just like this tough looking blonde lady. Never shows up again. No. <laughs> just never shows there's, up there's, again. There was so many characters and so many ideas. Like Widmore felt like he was supposed to be a bigger deal than he was. Like they give him like three different fucking names. And like, I'm trying to remember if they ever deal with him like he never goes back to the island what, charles widmore yeah yeah he does he shows up at the yeah. end he brings the sub that everyone gets blown up on uh that, that we've been discussing and yeah he just unceremoniously gets capped by ben okay okay i was like i was trying to even remember i was like does he even show up at the end i can't even remember yep 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 he does he does die he is kind of the arc villain for a while and then i think they just kind of uh either they got bored of him or they realized that they wanted to do the jacob smoke dynamic it's so funny the the lengths they go to to not give that character a name the uh, man in black what are you talking about well i mean look everyone theorizes his name is esau but oh okay i'm i'm not hooked into the fandom uh for me he's the smoke you, monster but you're a biblical nerd no i get it i understand what they were going for i understand everyone's baptizing each other and shit 
when Jacob drags uh, fucking Richard into the ocean and dunks him. I was like, oh, yeah, the Bible. <laughs> I get I it. I get that shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cynic says, every month until we get a new shard, put, I will, uh, shard point, I will give Sketch a compliment. Oh, that's nice. Uh, Egan Stainer finally got COVID after two years of avoiding Aww, it. I'm sorry to hear better. that. Yeah. yeah. That's sad. Benedict Holland. Robin and Eden Beans. V. Philip Mitchell. Alex Jones's gayest frog. A penguin who's loving the latest update to Final Fantasy XIV. Little update. Uh, Joe and I both started that. I am <gasps> level 35. Uh, it sure is an MMO. I walk to the uh, exclamation points. <laughs> you click the quest. I click the quest. I go fight 10 bears and collect their asses, and then I bring them back, and numbers go up. That's that's what they are. I hear it gets better. Uh, I, I assume I, that's true. I keep hearing people say it is like the best story. And, I, and this is I, I want to preface this by saying this is not meant to be like me dismissing Final Fantasy 14 at all. But I hear people say like it has the best story maybe of any Final Fantasy. And I've tried to click like lore videos. And I'm like, I feel like if you're not actively playing the game, the lore is not going to make sense. And I, it's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. I put in like seven years on world of warcraft like <clears throat> four years on star wars the old republic like I, I, there's too many like i think i've probably spent like half of my lifespan on various mmos i can't do it anymore i think just it's it, it's 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 insanity yeah i've never liked one this is the first one i've tolerated i'll say so it, as someone who kind of does not enjoy the genre my my damning with faint praise is i did not quit like i did every other one so far and it seems like fine it seems like you know, there's like a mechanized nation uh, who's like evil and they're trying to raise the the summons from the mainline fantasy uh, Final Fantasy games like Ifrit and Shiva and so forth but like as um, bad guys and you're gonna have to fight them and there's like a secret conspiracy that's fine I'm sure it's it's good probably great yeah I don't know yeah and I said, I've heard heard really good uh, trucker fucker um, I don't know if I'm supposed to pronounce the rest of that yeah it's Which, a it, it, <laughs> I truck fuck a <laughs> Let's assume that is trucker fucker in another language. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I said Anne Crean. I probably fucked that up. Uh, but dedicated wham. Uh my Kalwane spirit of if no one cheers, well, I can keep on waiting. Who cares how loud these silence rings? You'll find me waiting in the wing. I am sure that's that sounds like a lyric to me. That's uh, that's a. I'm gonna Google that. The moose in every room. Eric Anderson is Thalamon on Twitch. T-H-A-L-I-M-O-N. Uh, oh, thank you. Duncan. Busy listening to Space Fighters on a new Spelljammer album. Oh, yeah, they oh, released no. music uh, to go inside of Spelljammer. <laughs> have, have you talked about the, the, the controversy? No, so Sketch and I uh, did an overview of the books, um, and we didn't go into the controversy about the uh, Hadozi, I guess is how people are pronouncing them. I said Hadozi. I put the emphasis in a different place. Um, if you want to touch on it briefly, it's that there are some uncomfortable parallels uh, between uh, you know the history of slavery and the new lore from from fifth edition. Apparently, I guess they just essentially copy pasted what was in there previously. And some of the art is very reminiscent of very problematic art from uh, a particular period of American history that's very uncomfortable. And uh, it's very strange. Like someone I, – I don't really buy many of the books anymore. Um, so I didn't check this book out and I was just scrolling through TikToks as somebody like explained the lore. And I had to message you. I was like, is this actually what their lore is? Because it is 
mind-boggling to hear it. Yeah, so I think some of like for a company that is intentionally like we're gonna revamp how we've done Dungeon Dragons in the past fifty years, basically because we're like, hey, we're trying to remove really bad racial undertones towards characters, and then they're just like, "Eh, this one's fine, just put it out there. Yeah, so I, I've learned recently that the the Hadozi are not from Spelljammer originally. They're from another product that uh, they're in litigation with uh, Wizards of the Coast. I had only read the Spelljammer books, uh, which are, didn't seem as uh, insensitive. Basically, uh, if you're if you're curious, basically uh, some of the art is reminiscent of old minstrel. Uh, show art uh mm-hmm. and you know they are monkey people which is obviously a racially charged idea in in america uh so, so it's uh, unpleasant but um and the lore is like they were taken from their planet or forgotten their culture and they named themselves after the ships that they were like living on or something like that it's 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 crazy yeah and they are essentially like slaves of the the fascist elves it's yeah it's uh, reading it with sketch uh when i talked about the thing i said was like i hate how they use the word race here that's weird uh and then we kind of moved on uh just i to my i didn't click in my mind to even connect you know monkey to like non-white people because i i'm not wired that way but um yeah obviously upon reflection pretty fucked up yeah um, uh, dang, I've already become empty of podcast recommendations. Never lucky, always needy more. Yeah, I just gave you a Homestuck Made This World. That's a good podcast. You should listen good, to that. Yeah, go check that out. Uh, uh, I just listened to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend mostly. Uh, so you're trying good. to help the the one percent. I'm, I'm trying to help big. Yeah. <laughs> trying to help Conan. <laughs> just a little indie podcast. Yeah, it's a small thing. No one's heard about. It. Uh, please make it stop. <laughs> is the name of this patron. Polite Crow asking if you might kindly open the bins for a little homage. Uh, Jamie East, let's get to 100 and then go back to Lost. Okay, goes Botmaster, real quick. Blast through them. Aaron, Aaron rolls, rolls 380. Full <laughs> of depression and anguish. And Austin's bussy be my obsession. Just go right through them. Kieran Gore. What does the tiger dog say? Just a po' boy, soon to be a po' dad. Congratulations. Oh, Joseph Mortensen. Richard Meredith. Thomas Galvin. Hannibal Phage, the gender thief. Hell yeah. All right, back to Lost. Oh, hold on, we gotta do real quick. Thank you for all you do every week. You're the best and you are loved. Aw, that's very thoughtful. Who's that? Who's that? that yeah. For, I don't know. Could be anybody. It could be. Um, could so be you. Any, do you have any specific questions for me as a longtime Lost head? I, I mean, I think you kind of got the big ones. What did you feel about Sun and Jin? What did you think about the ending? Uh, what did you? I guess what did you think about Hurley becoming the 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 new Jacob? Um, I mean, Hurley's my favorite character. I feel He's like the that's, best character. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say that. I said that the same thing about Locke and Ben. So I, <laughs> I, I mean, there's literally an episode called "Everyone Loves Hurley" because he is just like the most uh, you know nice, like just kind I character. Like, I feel like there is a particular. And Lost is not, I would say, ahead of the curve when it comes to a lot of depictions of characters. But I truly feel like there should be like more backwards character study of Hurley and feeling like having like a nerdy, relatable character who does not feel like a stereotype per se of nerd culture or anything like that. Like Sure. He likes Hurley Star looks, Wars, but it's not really his like thing. He's yeah, he's not like obnoxious about it either. Like I don't know. It was it like and maybe it would change if I go back, but like I feel like Hurley was one of the few times they had like a nerdy character who was like 
who just felt like a real human. They simply cannot leave the boy's body alone, though. Even his friends are like, yeah, whatever, fat man. Like, just, like, people who are like, you're my brother. I love you to the ends of the earth, you disgusting tub. Like, what the fuck? Dude, early 2000s was a wild time. It's very unfortunate. It really is. It's like they're contractually obligated or something. It's like they have some kind of religious obligation. <laughs> I don't really understand it. It's it's so it's maddening. But um, it's it's it it is a little sad. Yes. But yeah, so the whole show uh, is basically leading to this end, and you don't really know until pretty late that, like, oh, the whole thing is that Jacob is trying to find a replacement. Jacob's the magic guy who protects the island. And at the end, uh, they do the obvious thing, which is Jack, the straight white man, kind of becomes the protector. And literally, Locke goes like, oh, kind of an obvious choice, huh? Like, yeah, uh, you're kind of the guy, huh? Uh, but then there's, like, double twist. Jack dies, and Hurley becomes the protector. But you don't get any time with it. You don't see or do anything with that no now there there was and i don't know if you've seen it because it wouldn't be it probably isn't on uh hulu or whatever you're watching it on there was like an extra piece of like dvd material that shows like a scene and it involves walt and actually kind of tries to give a little closure to walt's character as well of like walt going to the island as hurley's the new master and, and ben's there mm. um i was literally saying to joe i like I, I don't actually know this for a fact but i i assume the original plan was for walt to become the protector because at the beginning of the show he is shown to have like the shining basically yes he's, essentially he's like magic and stuff and it seems like that's where they're going but since the show was only supposed to have taken place over like 40 days and he had visibly aged three years uh they write yeah. him out um, yeah they had to write him out which is it, it is actually tragic because that seemed like it was a cool character is gonna go somewhere and that was just like i don't know someone in a writer's room was just like what if we have like an eight-year-old kid do this and like you know those things grow up though right? <laughs> like someone should in the room should have been like well hold on children actually get older yeah, the the show is obsessed with children and birth and pregnancy. Uh, there's like ten uh, dramatic birthing scenes, like women screaming, people saying "push, push, push." Like at a certain point, it's like a drinking game. Uh, that and people getting hit with guns uh, is just an overwhelmingly common thing that was like sending me into hysterics every time it happened. So, when are you doing the lost season, and how can I be on it? Do I have to kill? <laughs> you could definitely be on it. So I've, I've talked about this before, but if, if you're listening, you haven't heard this before. For a long time, uh, I've been planning what I've I've been thinking of as Lost Season, uh, despite not having seen Lost. That's just, uh, you know, the term for, I believe TV Tropes calls it like the, uh, like the, uh, what is it, like the etiological mystery or something. It's like the locked room mystery, Saw, Danganronpa. Uh, uh, cube <laughs> things where like strangers wake up in a strange place have to figure out why they're there and how they relate to each other the the problem is that requires an enormous commitment from people who need to take the role play seriously <laughs> uh -huh. because like if someone you know just is like uh i'm gonna uh, kill you or whatever it's like oh that's gonna you know reverberate through everything or if someone like changes their mind on something that played into like a mystery it's like the whole house of cards could come down. And that's what I find so fascinating about lost is it so directly mirrors someone trying desperately to save a D and D campaign that is falling apart. 
Uh, That's I, the, actually a pretty good way to describe loss. The whole time, I, I I wasn't really experiencing it as like a viewer or like as it was intended to be viewed. I was experiencing it as a writer feeling like empathetic pains for writers desperately trying to connect all these disconnected things. All like, like did you vis like viscerally feel it at the start of season three, where you're like they are begging to get an ending like they are begging to be able to start trying to wrap this up yeah so so many times i could see the hand of the writer being like oh fuck i forgot about that hold on let's circle back like um they find two bodies in a cave in season one uh and like whatever there are bodies all over the island people have been dying there for centuries but they're like oh, the fucking fans want to know what's up with these bodies oh okay we'll fucking circle back and we'll contrive one of them was holding like a white stone and one of them was holding like a black stone yeah. too and they're like shit that has to be important and i was like ah, fuck i don't I they don't. have to contrive this whole thing uh and it definitely feels like if you're playing a DD campaign and one of your one of your players is like oh yeah my dad's uh the fucking king and then you forget about that for 10 sessions and then later they're like i'm just gonna ask my dad for help and you're like oh fuck God damn it. <laughs> now that's gonna completely undo this entire thing <laughs> You're like, oh man, all the machinations that were in play. Yeah, there's, there's it's so like, how am I gonna fucking write my way out of this? Uh, yeah, I, I was experiencing this through the lens of someone who has been writing fiction professionally for years, and it was so uh, painful and interesting. Um, I said to Joe, like, I've I've watched shows that are a hundred times better than this that I care about a hundred times less. Uh, that like I watched and I was just like, oh, that's good, and then never thought about it again. I well, guess this is actually the very important question. Did you did you enjoy Lost? It was an incredible experience. It was it was uh, the most uh, flawed, fucked up thing I've ever enjoyed. You know what it reminded me? There's a book by Chuck Palahniuk called Rant. Um, I don't know if it holds up. I read it when I was a teenager. Uh, take that with a grain of salt. But uh, one of the characters, she is a, a, a she cooks and she makes really delicious food. But she thinks people eat it too fast and don't savor it and enjoy it. So she puts broken glass in all of her food. Uh, so you have to slow down and really savor and think and like enjoy and like reflect on it. And that's kind of what Lost is. It's full of broken glass, but it makes everything about it so much more interesting and flavorful. Mm. Uh, Joe has said it's like, a, it's like a weird smell and that you're like, hey, this smells weird. Come over here and smell this. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to notch because I've recommended, I think, three things to you. And uh, I'm going to say I'm three for three right now. It's uh, uh, The Wire, Severance, and Lost. I mean, all, all very good in their own ways. But, like, The Wire is so obviously good in its first yes. couple seasons that, like, what is there to say about, like, the first three seasons of The Wire? It's just obviously incredible. I, think I, the last, I, I, I was talking to, like, my week, but Yeah. Well, yeah. The last season. I, I, I was talking to my hairdresser, and I was just, like, talking about shows that I like. And I just mentioned, like, The Wire. And I'm like, oh, what's that about? I was like... I just watch it. I don't. I don't know. What to, like I can describe it to you, and like describing it's not going to make you want to watch it more necessarily. But just watch it. It's the best show probably maybe that's ever been made. Yeah. Uh, getting back to some names here: Stephen, Faye Wilder. Uh, you can do this. This one. Uh, anybody can make Austin's bussy. Only a great man can make Austin's bussy shine. You don't want to talk about your own bussy? No, I'm good. Kyle Hill, a devil of avocado. Nemo, the North American kidney punching champion. Today's gender is going to get $5,000 back from the government. Hell yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Let's take them for all they're worth. Sekhmet the Wolf, conduit of finally catching up to the current season of Dice Funk. Almost there. 
Yeah, good job. I'm a couple episodes behind. Mm. I've had to catch up on some other things, and I'm saving myself a little nugget of dice funk to dig into one day. It's getting real wild. Some sh- some shit has gone down. You'll know when it's happening, because I'll text you like 16 times and be like, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you will. <laughs> I think you really will text me and say, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm just going to text you later today and say, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Mumba. Susanna Murdoch. Ben Straub. Ven the dense pile of bones. DH, the Strixhaven GM that's leading their party into mysteries of interplanar proportion. Ellie. Arrogant, or sorry, Errant, Sagacity. Sagacity? Sagacity. That's the quality of being sage-like. Yeah. Dark Wolf. Garth. Science. Stephen Christopher. All right, let's talk about Lost again. Um, okay. <laughs> somebody listening to this just be like, God damn it. <laughs> um, just furious. They're just punching walls <laughs> and screaming at a, a phone. I mean, listen, if you're listening to the credits, you're a special kind of person already. Your brain has been, uh, you but this know, is This is where the clues them. have all been, the clues to the Yorsky treasure. <laughs> yeah, this is a map. Uh, and you get there and it's my blissy. Um <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so I have to talk about my favorite character, whose okay. name I definitely didn't have to look up. Uh, Aldo. Do you remember Aldo? Uh-uh. Uh, in in like season three, uh, they go to get Alex's boyfriend out of out of like imprisonment, and there's a guard there. They pistol whip, uh, and that's it. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. You know, that was Rob McElhenney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, was right? Was it? Yes. Um, and he doesn't show up again until the final season where he literally rolls up on people and is like, hey, you remember that guy that p- you pistol whipped? That was me. And then Claire shoots him in the back and he dies. <laughs> what? Aldo? Aldo. Uh, yeah, it's it's Rob McElhenney. Uh, Mac. This... From, it is. From Holy Sunny. Sh- I, I I was wow. hooting and hollering when he first appeared. I was like, oh, my God, it's Mac. Uh, and he just he, I got like one line. He's like, what are you doing here? And then he gets pistol whipped and that's it. Um, and I was like, oh, I guess that was just a cameo. But <laughs> he came back. Uh, and that was just that also is one of the things where it's like, what the fuck is happening in this prison? Because they have a, a, um, a clockwork orange fucking setup where uh, Alex's boyfriend is like tied up to a chair and being subjected to like reeducation films. Uh, but then they try to play it off later like, oh, the others were actually good. We're trying to protect the island. We're not nefarious at all. Oh, you thought we were? That was a trick. But it's like you have a fucking clockwork orange room. Yeah, I was going to say the, the, the anyone trying to portray the others as, as good people would be gravely mistaken he's a supreme asshole (laughs) like the entire organization sucks but it doesn't yeah like but it's it's not because like oh what a clever use of gray morality like the witcher or game of thrones everyone has good and bad in them they just changed their mind about how villainous the others were yeah well it, it exists in this world too where like the light was not really good. Like, the light kind of sucks and shit like that. So. Yeah, they, d- Jacob gets several scenes to just be a fucking asshole to people, including literally at the end, they're like, hey, why did you do this to us, you dickhead? And he's like, oh, your lives actually sucked and I saved you from them? Hey, yeah. bud, you killed 200 people on that plane. Are yeah, you t- a lot of people died. <laughs> You're telling me they were, they were all, like, K 
cannibals? Like, <laughs> every- I don't think you understand. A lot of shitheads washed up on this island too. So what was the scale? Yeah, it's it, it's it's like you know, obviously a retcon, but also just like in universe, uh, the quote unquote good guy is just an asshole. He is like yeah. flagrantly an asshole and in, I, in a deliberate I, I way. I do think there was meant to be some kind of commentary when, you know, Hurley eventually takes over. Like, we can do this a better way. Like, I think Ben even says it. Like, we don't have to do the crazy shit that Jacob did yeah. for so long. They're like, what if we're just normal? Island. What if we what just if act just, regular for a minute? What if we just recognize, like, hey, if this island gets destroyed, all life ends, and we just act like normal good people about it. And if people show up on this island, we give them a choice to decide whether they want to stay here or go home. Yeah, an- another run. <laughs> Instead of being like, well, do you got the right coordinates? If not, your speedboat will just wash back up here anyway. An- another constant thing that you can make a drinking game out of, in, uh, in addition to pregnancy and pistol whipping uh is the people lying for no reason i was basically doing mst 3k on the show being like every character on the show has a fetish for lying it makes them so fucking horny they can't stop lying uh and if you watch it through that lens uh the show is much funnier because everyone is just constantly contriving reasons to lie that don't advance their own agenda they don't make anything easier it's just for their own sick pleasure (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh so much of the show could be it could have been avoided i mean obviously it's that's not how it was written but it's so much of it could have been avoided if they were like hey hello we're from an organization or protecting the island because if we don't everyone dies and it's like oh fuck really and it's like yeah we'll show you a couple things so you believe us there's literally magic it's real we can prove that uh so be cool and instead we're gonna start kidnapping children and pregnant women <laughs> For no reason, literally just my own strange mommy issues, not related to the other thing. Just could be wacky, you know? You'd just be a little bit silly. Um, So much. So I I guess an important question to ask then is, now, what are you going to watch? Like, what's the new show now? Uh, Because Lost Lost was an epic one for you. Yeah, 120-something episodes. It was quite quite a journey. We were watching Sandman on netflix uh cool 11 episodes so that's that you're gonna be in and out you're gonna be you're gonna have no idea what to do with your time then yeah i mean full confession i read uh sandman in like middle school i don't remember it that well um but it is clearly a huge influence on my work i'm just watching it and going like oh fuck i stole that (laughs) (laughs) i'm like yeah that was like the endless or just conduits (laughs) like every person on the show is like i'm dream i'm i have all the dream powers i'm despair i have all the despair powers and i was like oh damn it (laughs) oops (laughs) that's okay i imagine as you went through lost you're like "Mm, i see where quinn got that one Uh uh-huh uh, I can talk more about Sandman, but I want to say Excalibur, Anxious Foxy of doing their best. Emberlin, fastest cat in the West. Jawauni. <laughs> it's all the vowels. J-O-U-A-A-E-N. Jaun. Jain. Paco's RPG is what's cool. What's so cool about Lucha Libre? Adler. Patrick Gifford. Sam. Roscoe 101. Kaji Firesun, hoping Aoife, Ramses, and Shadow are cuddling together in the world cat tree. Joe G. LTE. Love you all, especially Poston Korgski. The NPC (laughs) we need and the fan art we crave is finally back. Is that a character just got introduced to Dice Punk recently? No, they're they're wish casting. Oh, okay. So I could create a character called Poston Korgski. Uh-huh. And then it would be canon. 
Absolutely. I was telling you before we started recording that our new apartment overlooks a dog park. So I'm just going to be looking down from my window being like, these are all my dogs and I'm giving them my names. <laughs> this, this, that is Bartholomew down there. Don't you dare call him something else. Now, are you going to call him Bartholomew or Barktholomew? Like, is it all going to be like really pun kind of names? I'll, I'll start with puns, but I'll run out eventually and just be like, eventually, like, that's oh, that's can... Gouda, that's Hamburger. I was going to say, can you be like lost and just name all them at their philosophers? I literally texted you all caps, David Hume, <laughs> because fuck me. I'm uh, surprised there was never a character who's like, my name's Jason Nietzsche. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. Also, what was the other one? Oh, um, Mikhail Bakunin was another one that, that you got an angry text about. Uh, not sure what that character has to do with anarchism. <laughs> I mean, he does kind of anarchy blow up fucking Charlie at the end. Oh, that scene makes me sad. Yeah, it was a pretty good scene. He died like six times. They blew yeah. up his brain. They stabbed and shot him. And then eventually he suicide bombed. Uh, I would not have been surprised if he showed up again after that. I was fully expecting him to show up again. I mean, does he show up in the sideways timeline at all? Yes. Yeah. He's the one okay. he uh, is. Me- he's the one who shoots son in the restaurant, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, that probably is incomprehensible if you haven't listened to the show. What is the sideways? <laughs> <laughs> sorry the show gets weird yeah it's wild uh Um, gauge oh we're back on this list chief beef thief bdo droid eowalta uh pronounced ao aowalta aowalta fuck me nicholas b mcdonald sirs anon simon lee conduit of chunkus bearer of dinkus minion of john con paradoxa all right enough of that let's talk i don't know what to talk about now are you watching house of the dragon no, I, I'm sorry. I enjoyed, I read the books. Uh, I enjoyed them greatly. I enjoyed the show. I didn't even hate the last season as much as most people did. Like, I kind of had to look past all the dumb things they did because the showrunners had full reign and just did stuff that I was like, this is wildly against the themes of what the, the books were about. Like, the very idea of Clegane Bowl actually happening is so mind-bogglingly stupid to me that like i just had to stop really paying attention to it at a certain point and just try to be like all right this is probably where the story's trying to go i mean Um, this all ties together right like the people uh making the thing looking at the reddit and making choices i don't know if reddit existed back during lost but no well it probably did it was certainly not as big twitter was a huge thing and uh, interestingly lost and game of thrones have an interesting connection that david lindelof uh, tweeted about how there's like a scene in the second season of Game of Thrones where um, uh, Miss, uh, Melisandre gives birth to like a, sh- a smoke monster or something uh-huh. like that. And Damon Lindelof made some joke about it on Twitter and people got so pissed that he spoiled quote unquote the end of an episode that he left Twitter for Oh my god. Like, he, just, he was like, I'm done. Fuck this. I mean, that's probably the, that's the correct move. But that, that yeah. has become a feature, like, once again, connecting uh, Homestuck. Homestuck literally had this as a feature in the early days of the comic where uh, you could, uh, like, try to control it by, like, uh, the way that this has worked. Something oh, called I, reader could commands. Vote, I could vote if uh, Robin died or not. Yeah, basically. Eventually they phased that out because the the creator uh, was overwhelmed and it basically started hating the fans. <laughs> well, understandably, they started they literally wrote themselves into the comic as a character and had the character start being like, "Oh, you have a theory about that? That's stupid and you suck." <laughs> 
Um, I love. I kind of envy that that power. Yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, Lost, Homestuck, uh, Game of Thrones. These are all these are all things where the the fandom warped the product uh, in in a way and I, that I find fascinating. I'm I'm genuinely very interested in this phenomenon, and it, I think if you want to make something pure and beautiful you should stay off of reddit i should take my own advice and stay off the discord but i won't (laughs) i could break your computer for you will that help yeah it probably would (laughs) uh but no i i've i've i after the show though i still found my interest in game of thrones waning to the point now where i'm like if george r R. martin said hey fucking 6 p.m tonight the winds of winter will show up in stores I'd be like, all right, I'm not going to go out and buy it, but I'll look up a cliff notes to find out what happens. Like, I, I I don't want, I don't think there's a part of me that has an interest in this franchise anymore, but there is a part of me that's like, I guess I want to find out what he does and find out does Davos just get killed on the unicorn island like I assume is probably going to happen anyway. Yeah, I mean, we're watching it, but it's it's fine. I'm not, like, mad at it, and I'm, but I'm also not, like, recommending it. It's okay. It has a high production value. It has some fun scenes and some non-fun scenes. Yeah. I'm not, like, passionate. This is the exact thing where I think it has a higher level of consistent quality than Lost, but is a, a 10,000 times less interesting. Um, Rain and the Patreon Demon begin Halloween prep for a Heathers group. That's fun. Steven Martinez. Master Zemnahort. So what do we do? Uh, so what do we chat about for Quinn? Question mark. Uh, probably some some old TV show. Um, oh, what was it called? Uh, Alcatraz. Do you remember that? Um, vaguely. Was this probably is a, on that. This is a joke. This is a joke I'm making because after Lost came out, there were a bunch of clones, a bunch of knockoffs. Yeah. One of them was called Alcatraz. I watched like two episodes of it and then it was literally canceled mid season because nobody gave a shit. It wasn't the puzzle box that people liked. It was the characters. Well, and, and there was a thing too that Lost, and I, I, I apologize. I feel like again, somebody just screaming like, please stop Lost. Um, they're never going to have allow me to be back on the credits again. Uh, Lost existed in this this very unique period of time where TV budgets were starting to get higher and higher because it was a stupidly expensive show. Like you could just look at it and be like, this was not cheap to make. You had like mm-hmm. 17 principal cast members each season and a ton of guest characters and extras. And you had to shoot on location in Hawaii for almost all of it. Like there was no way this was a cheap show. Um, but at the same time, it also existed before the internet was really big enough to create widespread discussion. Like again, Twitter kind of existed, uh, a couple forums and things like that. Like TV tropes was definitely around and stuff like that. But like, there was not like the same way now where like, like, I feel like nowadays, if like an episode of Lost came out, first and foremost, everybody would have been like sharing their theory. Like every second would have been like it just dissected to death and things like that. It, it exists in a period of time where people were all kind of watching the same show, but also kind of avoided the worst parts of social media. Yeah. I can't imagine how uh, insufferable the discourse would be. Uh, one thing is people don't give things a chance to breathe. Anytime something happens, they talk about this on um, Homestuck made this world, but uh, cause they have access to the forums that were uh, ongoing while the comic was being published. Anytime something happens, people assume that it is uh, the the status quo forever, that it will never be undone, even though people die and are revived constantly throughout that comic. There's just this like sense of um, pessimism that like anything that happens is infinite. 
like if a bad guy succeeds, it's like, oh, be- evil wins forever. Um, and I see this in our, in our like listenership where if like a villain does something villainous, they're like, oh, I guess there's no hope in the world. And it's like, well, it's a story. <laughs> the, there's more stuff's going to happen. Uh, and that like I can't imagine watching Lost and every week being like, oh, I guess uh, I guess everyone's dead now because the others have captured them. I guess that's <laughs> that's the end. It's like, <laughs> no, I'm, sh- I'm sure there's going to be more. I think you should probably hold on a little bit. Well, it also, like, it would just be the nature, too, of, like, having to feel like you have to front. Because, like, even though we say there are a lot of bad stereotypes that exist, it was also a show that did give an opportunity for, like, a lot of uh, minority leads to have, like, full characters that would have episodes devoted to them and, like, give full characters. And you do wonder, like, nowadays, if the show came out, they would just be like, we don't really have time for another Saeed episode, but we, we could definitely use, like, two more Jack episodes. Can we just, like, force those in there, basically? Or Absolutely something like that? torturous. Like, yeah, <laughs> something like that could happen, and I don't know, I'm grateful, I guess, that Lost got in before that happened. I think we're at, the Otters have been too depressy to change their Patreon name. Yeah, I hope they get better. Uh, did we ever find out which Backstreet Boy is gay? All of them. Alistair Lutton. Tabitha Spooks. Wishbone is gay. Spahejo, popping off with a bang. Have a good Davis. Dragon Nexus. Blackstone Morgan. Doro. Phoenix Tudahill believes in you. A gambling pig may have just sharted. <laughs> I love the idea of running to your computer and having to report that. <laughs> this is so important. Uh, Larry, Bethany, Morgan, and Morgan say give Lauren money at paypal.me slash Rargalicious. Lauren's lewds and nudes are very raw. Fair Majesty, em- Empress Quintilian Galaxion. Smiles that was, blue. that was the other name I was considering. Yeah, that's a very <laughs> common one. Uh, Agent Hedge Pidge, Pidge Pickle. <laughs> Agent Hedge Pickle is 160. I just looked it up. The, the term I was looking for earlier is ontological mystery. Uh, that is what TV Tropes calls uh, things like Lost and Danganronpa and Saw. Um, and yeah. To, to return to that question, I I do want to do one of those. You are invited. Um, but <gasps> we will need to find people who are as committed to the bit as we are. Uh, Zero Escape is another uh, great series of this. Uh, nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors. I've heard sequels. those are good. Yeah, I wanted to play those one at the time. I never got around to it. Yeah, but we, we can't have um, uh, people who <laughs> are having scheduling difficulties and are you know, having trouble grasping their characters and stuff. So it, it really has to be uh, the, the Navy SEALs of <laughs> podcasting <laughs> to get it right. Um, so that that is my thought on that season. Do you have a clown season set up? Well, do you want me to spoil that? Yeah, I do. I actually, and when Sketch and I talked about the Spelljammer book, uh, there's uh, Space Clowns are in the monster manual for it. And I said, oh, definitely, definitely stealing that. Uh, space season's coming up. Space clowns. This is I'm your be a space clown. <laughs> <laughs> you will be seeing space clowns. That's Hell confirmed. Yeah. Um, let's let's do a couple more here. We did HM Hedgepiggle, Aaron Norgard. Dispel magic? Uh I sure hope it is. Squishy fishy. Arabella, hardly newer. <laughs> Francois Arsenal. Robert Chisholm. Modified Matthew. Don Johnston. Cosmignon, runaway Dracaina. I just talked to her recently. I've been saying Dracaina. It's Dracaina. <laughs> <gasps> you fool. Zoltar, the Viking death metal caterpillar conduit of retribution. 
uh, last lost thought, probably not actually, but let's pretend it is. Uh, even though Hurley is my favorite, I uh, do got to shout out Desmond as a character who fucking rocks. Desmond rules. He is also part of what I think is the best episode of Lost, which is the constant. Um, yeah. Which is just like a solid episode all the way through, just really well put together. Uh, and I always feel bad because I look at it as this very romantic and sweet episode. And uh, the week it premiered, my sister had just gotten dumped, like literally like minutes before the episode happened. So she can never look at it that way. She yeah. can only ever connect with it with that bad moment. And I'm always like, oh, man, I, uh, that sounds like a hell on earth. Damn, that sucks. Um, an interesting thing I said, like Ben takes over the show from their screen time and stuff. Desmond is is such an effective character, partially because he's so judiciously used. He has like really prominent moments, really emotional stuff, and then he'll just disappear for like long stretches. Uh, but whenever he shows up again, you're like, oh, this is gonna be sick. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love Desmond, and it's another that's another one of those characters. He showed up in like a flashback or something like that in like season two. They decided, hey, we're going to keep using that guy. And then he became a major character for the rest of the show. Yeah, like that. the, the big reveal, the season one finale of the opening the hatch. Uh, they are like, oh, what's inside? Oh, it's Desmond. Um, and then he runs away. <laughs> and I think there's definitely a world in which he either never came back or when he came back and was in the hatch when it blew up, he just died. Um, but some, some brain genius had the idea to displace his fucking mind and time. <laughs> Which did have the unfortunate side effect of uh, sending two seasons spiraling through time travel, which I don't know yes. if that was the best choice. Um, it's it's both mind-boggling and also maybe one of the better versions of time travel I've seen, where they just fully, like, eventually I think a character just turns to the camera. I think it's Miles, actually, because he has to exist to be like an audience surrogate explanation character. He's like, no, this shit always happened. There's no changing the future. Everything yeah. here happened. Yeah, literally it's to, to Hurley because Hurley's playing like the fool who's like, oh, what if I do this? Then it'll change things. And Miles like, no, we've everyone's very explicit. Here are the rules. Don't make me explain this again, um, <laughs> which would be unfortunate. I mean, that's necessary. I can I can see right now if, if the show was released today, uh, all the people saying like, oh, they should do this to change the future. They should do this. And it's like, no, it was explained. Ah, I'll kill you. I mean, even in today's media now, you have to have characters turn to the camera and basically explain things to the audience. Like, I guess in She-Hulk, they're making that kind of like the joke of the show sometimes. Someone uh, will have to turn to the camera and say it. But I mean, like, even then you still get like... <laughs> people who just don't get it that yeah i, I don't know i it's you, you want to make a show accessible to everyone i get that uh but it, it is frustrating sometimes how you can say things explicitly and clearly and still have people miss it or draw completely different conclusions the, the number of people and i can't stress this enough the number of people who have watched the finale of lost and still afterward were like so everything was just purgatory like i i it's like i don't understand <laughs> like do you have like a, an issue where when you watch the finale like you have an an like a small aneurysm for two seconds <laughs> and like you miss that entire scene with christian like i don't understand how you see that scene you're like no it was all still purgatory i i mean this is probably less of an issue back then but i have heard tv writers say like we have to make shows now assuming people are going to be on their phones half the time yeah um so that's kind of i mean i i also do it too i'm not free of sin <laughs> but <laughs> unfortunately that that does seem to be like uh it's only going to get worse uh pocket sundial 
Uh, Kyle, Condor would have dropped Goodwood and King Badass slash Vic. Namita, Namita and Eskins, part of the problem. Finally, Cave Age Cheese. Elder Dog. Antonio, Conduit of Snacks. Jess Veggie, Conduit of Veggies. Pale Rodberg. C.R. Saldana, Prophet of R.N. Jesus. Kaniku Fan, hey, I know that guy. Arachnavolt, returning to the credits to preach the word of Ultraman. Coho Blast. Uh, Callum, had six good days around my birthday. Coincidentally, was not at work for those six days. Hmm. Turner. Yeah, work sucks. <laughs> Miles uh, and Danny are getting married in four months. Congratulations. Yes. Mahogany. Oh, you don't want to do it like Dragon Ball Abridged or whatever? Never seen it. Oh, <gasps> how have you never seen Dragon Ball Abridged? I know. It was a I big... guess you never watched Dragon Ball, I guess. Yeah. It was a big thing in the early internet. I just hadn't seen Dragon Ball. It, I, I missed it. I know. Wow. That's crazy. I just watched the new Dragon Ball Super movie and I'm like, yeah, that's a Dragon Ball movie, but it, it makes me laugh because it was the highest grossing movie that weekend, so there are absolutely critics who had to go into that movie with no idea what Dragon Ball is and watch it and be like, I don't <laughs> Why are they screaming? I don't understand. They sure did drag dragon those balls. <laughs> Why does everyone keep changing into different colors? Uh, Chris and Kipper uh, the Cat becoming more handsome and more unhinged by the day. Dr. Izix. Chris Walling. A vaccinated otter, otter hoping to see its otter friends. I hope they do too. Uh, good Brent dogs. All right, we're almost at the end here. Is there anything else? This is going to be one of your last chances. Uh, well, I guess we should probably talk a little bit about the magic storyline because we got all the big magic announcements for like next year. Oh, Magic the Gathering. Yeah, they're they're going to do uh, the next set is the Brothers War, a flashback to uh, Urza and Mishra punching each other in mechs. So, mm-hmm. uh, are you excited for that? Because I I have zero knowledge, and I would also sadly admit probably very little interest in also knowing about the the lore of like old magic yeah i mean i'm I'm not i'm not like thrilled i'm not as i'm i'm hyped as fuck to go to new phyrexia i love the phyrexians i loved mirrodin elish norn is my legal wife um that i can't be more hyped for that uh brothers war less so although uh every time they do an artifact set it's horribly broken oh it's destroyed like i i don't know what standards could either they're gonna intentionally underplay it nope which no nope nope. they're gonna fuck it up every time they've always fucked it up i was gonna say because i was like there is part of me we are now about two years removed from eldraine which is where they fucked up the game completely i think that's maybe the second most like the worst set they put out in terms of like bannings yeah, I mean, um, yeah, arguably outside of Luris from Ikoria, probably being the best card ever printed, uh, that was the biggest fuck up, like Oko and and so forth. Yeah, and, and uh, Once Upon a Time, all that sort of shit. So part of me is like, all right, two years removed would be within the time frame of them having to be like, oh, we need to pull back some of these cards. We, we, we printed some busted shit. But at the same time, this is also like the end of a big saga they're trying to do, quote unquote. So... This would make sense for where they would also put out busted cards. Yeah, they're going to try to fix Phyrexian mana, be like, oh, you have to pay 10 life per <laughs> mana, and it's still going to be busted. They're going to try to fix Affinity, be like, if you control 15 artifacts, it costs one less, still totally busted. Uh, there's just, it doesn't work. I'm sorry, Magic. You're, you can't, can't do they artifacts. Can't do, they, I was gonna say, well, they can't do Affinity for artifacts, right? Like, that's... 
Not, that's got to be recognized as like a thing you can't do anymore. <laughs> not unless you make it so. Un- I mean, I was gonna say unless you make it unplayably bad, but they tried that and it was still good. So I, I was don't gonna know. Say, previously, one of their solutions was to start doing more colored artifacts. Yeah, um, which so it, which has never gone wrong. Cough, cough, Ember Cleave, cough, <laughs> cough. But that's just a good card. There should still be allowed to have good cards. Uh, sure. It just happened to be in the same set with like seven other busted cards. So yeah, in the upcoming Magic schedule, I am extremely hyped for all the Phyrexian shit. I love that body horror. Give it to me. Put it into my veins. Uh, going back to Eldraine, I don't know. Uh, the- I'm excited for that because... I like seeing the other side of it. Like they did so much lore work yeah, for Eldraine, like an absurd amount, like in terms of like detailing each kingdom and what they're going for in like this world. And then you're like, you saw like an eighth of it and you're like, what was the point of all this lore work? if You're not going to actually show it. Funnily enough. I think the thing I'm actually most excited for, for Eldraine is the fact that it's a monocolored set. Uh, mm-hmm. Most sets are two colors, and there's a couple of like three color uh, settings. Uh, they rarely do focus on on one color. The the devotion can mechanic from Theros is like the most prominent thing, but that's also completely overshadowed by the enchantment theme yeah. of Theros. Uh, and I, I really like the idea of a, a really cool monocolored set, um, especially mono white, which is just brutally underpowered in Commander. Uh, but if they can give it a bunch of cool tools, uh, I think that is the thing I'm actually most interested in. I, I know some people are like, oh, yeah, just place land tax and smothering tithe, dickhead. Uh, <laughs> I hope that I want there to be a middle ground between land tax <laughs> and uh, fucking uh, that, that thing oh, where your opponent draws three cards. Yeah, I was going to say sell plus sweet. I'll just pick up these uh, two cards worth, I think, approximately $80 <laughs> yeah. between the two of them. So uh, every time I want to build a mono white. Uh, the one I'm most excited for is, of course, uh, Lost Caverns of Ixalan. We're going back to my home. I didn't think it was going to happen. You were such a contrarian. Uh, Ixalan famously uh, disliked or like the least successful of the modern era. Um, and it coming right after Eldraine, the, the most powerful set of recent memory. It is also uh, the weakest set of recent memory <laughs> Ixalan is. Uh, so it'll be interesting uh, to see them try to take second cracks at those two misfires. From opposite I wanna, ends. I want to see, because I think there's definitely, a, there's a lot of potential. It made sense. It's a land of pirates and dinosaurs, which uh, understandably are two of the most kind of like easily popular tribes within magic, especially mm-hmm. kind of under, like there's been vampires in magic for, you know, 28 years or whatever. The, the term uh, for this in the game is Timmies, like younger yeah. players or like more casual players who see pirates and dinosaurs and just like mark out. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited for that. I don't think my boy Angrath is going to be there. And I'm hearing theories that a lot of people are thinking he's going to get completed. And I, if it happens, I may leave magic. I may just be done. <laughs> like, I, I'm like, you can't keep taking my children from me. I'm still on the side that completion is reversible. So I think if we get a robo Angrath for a set and then he can be regular again, I, that's a cool development to me. I do not want him dead or lost forever. That would suck. But I'm I'm still on the train well, th- that people, we get a Johnny back in the end. Did you see the um, uh, there's a theory that the uh, chibi planeswalkers are the ones all being completed right now. <laughs> oh, I did. I did not see that because it was. Uh, it was. They did a, a secret layer where they did five chibi art style planeswalkers, and it was Tamio, Ajani, Angrath, Ashiok, and Soren. And you're like, well, two of them have been 
Ashiok would make a lot of sense because Ashiok has been fucking with Elish Norn just to kind of do it. So like, I could just see Ashiok just getting completed and, and, and Elish Norn just being like, "Fuck you, fuck you for coming at me in my house." That that does make sense, especially because the the last uh, Theros set had Ashiok and uh, Elspeth like clashing, and you know she is like uh, the number one hater of the Phyrexians. <laughs> she is out there uh, yeah. trying to get some revenge. So having them have a climactic showdown if if Ashiok is completed uh, makes a lot of sense. But uh, to answer. The original question, I am hopeful for Ixalan. I don't actually care if it's really powerful or not. Uh, I just want to see more yeah, more cool dinosaurs, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll be nice, too, if they don't have to force the set to be tribal in the same way the previous Ixalans were. Yeah, I mean, I it, think it'll still have a tribal compo- component, but it doesn't need to be like a, a linear draft format where you pick yeah. one of the tribes for you, sit down, and then you have to commit to the bit. Yeah. Uh, that was, uh, I think, what Mark Rosewater has kind of famously gone on record as being the biggest problem of Ixalan. Is he's like, yeah, the tribes weren't really balanced either, so it was kind of like you picked dinosaurs or you lost. Yeah. Uh, and the last magic thing to talk about before we get back to this list of names is the motherfucking Lord of the Rings set. Uh, what? Modern legal, too, buddy. Are you excited to jump into modern tournaments and be like, I attack your Gandalf with my... <laughs> Like fucking uh, whatever giant spider thing from the third movie. Shelob. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I am a Lord of the Rings fan. I'm a lifelong uh, reader of those books. Uh, I I enjoy that. I I wasn't clamoring for this. Like I have gotten a lot of Lord of the Rings content. There are many video games. There are the films. There are the books. Uh, I don't feel like we're we're hurting for stuff. But I'm also not like mad. Uh, It's been like very controversial for a lot of people who are like mad about this. Because it's not like the Warhammer thing where they're at least releasing a couple themed decks this yeah. is a whole whole set. Stand, whole modern legal set uh so i i think because they have to do right by the license especially i think like gandalf is going to be fucking broken i think he's going to be like uh urza lord high artificer <laughs> or something i don't know man i've seen those commander cards for the uh the 40k ones and yeah. they are the definition of unpushed so that's that's like, true but i'm gonna grab the necron one and i'm going to force it to be an archetype even though that deck is is pretty mediocre uh, so yeah, so I I think although the Street Fighter ones were pretty solid, I, I don't sure. know, I'm considering building the Blanca deck at some point. Yeah, I th- I think they try to do right by the license. So it, it whether it's like good or powerful is less interesting to me. Like I think as long as they capture the flavor, I will personally uh, sleep well at night. <laughs> I'm not gonna be like uh, I'm not. Please don't tell people I was mad. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> as I, I as Drill have, said. I, I do have one person in my play group who does have a deck that is just a, an IP hell deck where he just has <laughs> all the all the cards basically. So it'll be like I'm gonna send my Ryu. I'm gonna tap my Ryu to cre- crew my uh, fucking Fortnite battle bus and send it over the top. And oh I'm gonna attack ele- with eleven as well and uh, equip her with the bat from The Walking Dead. <laughs> and you're just like fuck, man. Yeah, it's it's hell, but you know people like it. I guess I don't know. I I try to avoid them. I'm I'm gonna try to build a uh, a Blanca deck, but I'm gonna wait until they come out with the IP free version of Blanca because I just don't kind of want to. I don't care that much about Blanca. Here's the thing about Magic: The Gathering. Every set for the last five years, maybe longer, has been the best selling Magic set of all time, yeah. uh, which means they are not going to stop anything they're doing. If you are, you can be upset. But you are you are pissing into the wind. Uh, they, they, they all their choices are being rewarded. 
I was going to say, this is actually a very important thing to pull back to when we talked about the Spelljammer controversy. It is very important because D&D functions very similar. I know, I believe Magic the Gathering makes up far bigger, or no, Wizards of the Coast makes up the bigger part of Hasbro. So uh, Magic's uh, and D&D might be similar, but uh, they they need to see a little bit of that hit to the bank account <laughs> somewhere. Like, I, I don't want to. Yeah, circling back to the Hado-Z thing, they have removed that content from the digital version of the Spelljammer book. Obviously, the printed ones, they haven't broken into my apartment to cross that out, but uh, I, I don't think... Your cat comes in with a little coat and just takes the book out the window. You're like, hey. Uh, yeah, so B-Ray Echo, I should say. Uh, midlife Stasis, Conduit of Inevitability. Andrew Feggie, Conduit of Corn. Hey, I think you're doing great. And you're going to be okay. Also, it's corn. A big lump of knobs. It has the juice. It has the juice. I, if I had one wish, if a genie came to my house, I would wish that TikTok didn't work for you anymore. <laughs> Me? You, only you. No, actually, I would do it to everyone. I would say I wish TikTok didn't exist. Uh, <laughs> Why? Because I'm, I'm capricious. I'm like Ben. I have a lot of... Uh, <laughs> schemes and plots going uh and a lot of them are contradictory and don't make a lot of sense is it because i said things to joa and joa forces you to listen to them uh she tries okay (laughs) i was like because i don't send you corn kid videos i recognize i was like austin doesn't care about corn kid uh the next name is bribes austin twenty dollars to say all the solitaire are gone oh there's an (laughs) Oh, there's a fight for your your, your will of God now. They're, they had to have coordinated that because it's five dollars more than the other bride. <laughs> growing growing numbers at twenty, so just keep that in mind. Yeah, I mean, I I I can be bought. Everyone has a price, <laughs> but let's, I don't want you to know what it is. If Joe had picked a peck of pickled peppers, how many pickled peppers would Austin's pussy fit? <sighs> it's time to Dorian. Bro Jimbo. Mikel Minkler getting ready for spooky season. Curly. Joe Hinchcliffe. Tim Lutton. Sir Alistair Octopus says support your union. Christina Condo would have stained in the starting town and letting everybody else fight over this god stuff. (laughs) Yeah, uh, you're about to find out some stuff about what's going on in this season uh, soon, Quinn, but... um... <laughs> I do love the idea of being like, uh, we're just gonna hang here. We're not gonna get into a bunch of D and D fights. Um, well, let me just say what, the next episode a- to be released is going to be a commentary <laughs> on this Patreon name. Ooh, all right, I'm excited for that. I tried to type in dick emoji, but Patreon wouldn't let me. Free speech is dead. Uh, Andy Harkins, <laughs> Donnie Frost, <laughs> Medical Dingus, Amy Cara, Sorghum Borealis, the deadliest foe. S. Kearney, sleepy, sleepy agent. That's <laughs> the new, it's a new magic card. A Johnny sleepy agent. <laughs> sleepy agent. <laughs> Keller automat. Uh, Emma enjoying the new season. As am I. Syretha, the asexual absurdist. Julian, a dice funk evangelist. Have you heard the good word of Austin's bussy? Surely there must be a better way to sell that. Uh, <laughs> Mixed Morganic, the Oregon Ducks of passionate fucks. That's incredible. I was thinking about the Oregon Ducks yesterday. Uh, their, their football team, the Oregon, was really good for a while there. I don't think they're so good anymore. Uh, but anyway, I was just thinking about that because FSU had a wild game. They won on a blocked extra point at the last second. That sounds pretty crazy. It was sick. Uh, Lauren Cates, Conduit would have exactly the right amount of milk and sugar in your tea. There's got to be a German word for that. <laughs> Counterfifth. Rob Dakin. Sean Lyons-Burke. 
nearer the sun than is advisable. The Warforged Celestial Warlock. Actually, I want to pull back to the German word thing. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a gag for a little bit. Like, there must be a German word for this. I was playing uh, code names with uh, a German person in our Discord. Mm-hmm. And they literally were like, oh, how can I connect, like, forest and school? And they're like, oh, well, there's a German word for that that connects these two words, basically. So that was the singular word clue. Like, the people on the team are like, oh, I guess I'll go look up what this German word means. Like, oh, it's about, like, a school in the forest or something like that. They're like, cool. Nailed it. You're like, that feels cheap. I hate this. Yeah, they just do compound words to combine concepts. It's, I mean, it's pretty efficient. Yeah. Uh, Haster the Cabot. Three floppy, sloppy, <laughs> three floppy, sloppy sea spiders rolling bowling balls down the halls at the walls for five dollars. Come get it, baby. Uh, the precursor. I just got so excited with three floppy, sloppy. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I don't know why. Killer cotton shizno. Floppy, sloppy is always a joy. Uh, Nicholas Dominic. Yum. Yeah, you want to say that's yum, huh? Yum. <laughs> Yum. Anna, conduit of procrastination. I've said it yam before, I'm sure. If I say it yam this time, then I've definitely gotten it right at least once. I said Anna, conduit of procrastination. Now I'm saying filmquisition. Daniel Marsden, atheist paladin. All right, we're in the home stretch. Uh, Let me try to rack my brain for any last lost thoughts. Oh, here's one. What was up with the end of the episode that prominently featured Libby? Uh, who was Hurley's love interest, where there was a, a reveal that she had been in the same mental hospital as him, uh, and then she died, and it was never followed up on. I'm sure another one of those things where a writer's room came in, and somebody was like, this is a good idea, we'll play off this later, and then someone was like, eh, fuck it. <laughs> we need characters to die, so this is sad, but the other characters are too entrenched, so... Like, I guess we should be grateful any characters from the tail section of the plane survived, because it was basically... Bernard, I think. Yeah, <laughs> really. The, the tail section and the freighter crew both seemed like failed pilots. Like they were both like, "You, hey, here's a new group. Any of these people you like? No, okay, we'll throw them away." Uh, <laughs> it was it was like very uh, almost like petulant. Like, oh, you don't like the toy I bought you? Like, I'll break it in front of you. How does that make you feel? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck you now. <laughs> uh, that and the other one was um the people at the temple. Uh, Dogen played. Oh bo- man. Played by yeah. Hiroyuki Sonata, famous like actor from many very cool movies, shows up for like a mini arc and just gets ignominiously drowned. Yeah, I mean, uh, Dogen was kind of infamously like a character who was there, and you were like, I don't really get what this dude is, and then it kind of ended. <laughs> you were like, All right, cool. Um, I mostly enjoy it because uh, now I could reference the comic Nuzlocke that all this, like, the Nuzlocke is based on, just lost. And I remember he catches, I think, like, a Metatite or something like that, names it Dogen, and then does a bunch of <laughs> Dogen references. You're like, there is <laughs> such a small Venn diagram of people who know what Pokemon is and know of Dogen specifically from Lost and are going to get these jokes. Yeah, it felt like a lot of that season was spinning its wheels because, like, all the pieces are pretty much in place for the final showdown, but they still had to fill, like, 15 episodes before they could clash. So a lot of the last season is people walking around in the woods being like, man, when we when we meet, we're going to have to settle this once and for all. Yeah. Uh, and Dogen was just kind of like a pit stop where everyone gathered around and was like, we're going to have to settle this once and for all soon. <laughs> 
Yeah, and then like his entire group just gets fucking murdered. It's it's kind of dope in its own way. There are a couple times where there are just like camps full of extras. Uh, this happened with the others. This happened with Locke's group near the end. This happened to the people at the temple where there are just like two dozen extras who just get wiped. Uh, yeah. Like there's once by uh, Flaming Arrows, once by um, the uh, Kimi and his team. Kimi is kind of like the, actually the most physically threatening antagonist. He ices a bunch of named characters. Yeah, uh, a pretty brutal dude. But, uh, you know, once again, speaking of doing characters dirty, Rousseau deserved better. I don't know that Alex and uh, her boyfriend deserved better, but uh, <laughs> just all of them, just one after another after another. I don't know, an effective character. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Um, there are a lot of characters, unfortunately, like that. And I guess, like, if you weren't a main cast member, then it was just kind of an eventuality that you were, like, not going to be a super successful, like, part in all this. Um, yeah, uh, Rousseau got a cameo, like, in the, in the, the last couple episodes or whatever. She is, uh, you know, Alex's mom and stuff. And it's like, damn it, that actress is really good. I wish, I wish instead of fucking Miles, she had been around for, like, You don't the... like Miles? He's the one guy who, he was in Star Wars, the new movie. He's, like, part of the council. You don't really know unless you're a big Lost fan. Oh <laughs> so, really, God. I was probably the only person who's like, it's Miles Strom, whose name sounds like Maelstrom. It literally, I, th I just think someone in the fucking writer's room was like, what if we introduce a character and then they're secretly related to the guy from the tapes and the Dharma Initiative? And, like, that was the whole idea. And, like, my dude, that's not enough. <laughs> that's, like, a fun fact about a character. That's not a full character. Yeah. Uh, also, I, I wanted to follow up on a message I sent you recently. I've been reading a book that is an intro to philosophy, and I suddenly uh -huh. understand Dice Funk. I'm like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> yeah, like I said, a lot of my shit is jacked from Sandman, apparently. It's just like characters who represent concepts and are just like uh, giving very pretentious monologues about like destiny and fate and shit. Uh, but Lost also indulges in it a lot. There's characters, uh, you know, named David Hume and John Locke. And uh, what was the one they did for his, uh, Locke's fucking alias for a couple episodes? Oh, pretend... Jeremy Bentham. Yeah. They're like, oh, Jeremy Bentham. It's like, yeah, thanks, bud. Uh, that immediately tipped off to me the, the, the identity of the dead person because it was like, oh, who is a, a, another, a philosopher named character who could possibly be dead right now? Um, so, yeah, anyway. Fucking, uh, it's hard to criticize uh, that element because I do that shit all the time. This is this is the Spider-Man meme. Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> lost is you, Austin. Yeah. Lost is all of us. Uh, Eline. Mazgen, social distance warrior. Criterion is a DM now, and oh my god, so much talking. A lot of it. Austin knows what that's like. I know what that's like. We've both been DMs. Yeah, my voice is a little sore. We've been at this for a while. Oof. Yeah. Uh, we'll wrap this up real quick. Josie and her primal companion, Swablu. Oh, you didn't say Dorum Esta Gargatorum. Oh, well, I'll say Eleanor Nantesis Periton, lover of girls, filler of hearts. Same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the younglings had it coming. Juman Jack wants everyone to try their best for his birthday month. Y'all hang in there. Salad child. Elderly Gloose. Big honk energy in 2022. Aki Savalinen. Florian H. Matt Burgles. Shanus. The Demilich, formerly known as Josh. Shisphorius. And Digo Van Dane. Kitty's foe says the snake boss character misses their tail who kept them grounded. Oh, there's some good laser shit coming up. 
You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna love it. Sydney Marzing. Jesse Neely. Toby Gleason Stack. Michael. Arjun DeConing. Reed Ruinous Fortune, or it's on site. Do you think that's is that <laughs> Levi or is that someone who is like Levi's henchman? <laughs> who's like, read my comic or I'm yeah. gonna beat you up for my It's gotta be a henchman, okay. you know? <laughs> Because you can't, you don't want to be, you know, I think that's, 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 that's the threatening aspect. Like this person's so important. They don't even need to be there themselves. That's, you know, there's, there's just, there's just an unmarked car outside your house. Yeah. I, I need, to figure I need, out what that means. I need someone to do that for Dice Funk to go around and be like, uh, it would be a shame if you didn't listen to Dice Funk. Who knows what could happen? I feel like I want that to be me, but I'm a cast member. So it feels particularly desperate if i did it yeah, like, no. <laughs> so, every so often i hear somebody talk about different like podcasts or like D podcasts i'm like you should listen to dice book i was like if they just look up my name and see i'm a cast member i look so fucking sad yeah it is a little rough uh dash sean the rage monster harrison andrew lukey ookie pookie jade the cult of gorfanax dylan and ryland the dog relaxing with board games pruitt holcomb christopher charlu we made it to the end, and after now we could finally talk about Lost. Now All we can right. really get into it. <laughs> um, <laughs> now we don't have this pretense of a show going on. It really the thing uh, I keep coming back to is like what I would change as I was watching it. It's like I would have done this differently. I would have handled you know this thing this way. And it uh, my now professional ambition, uh, sadly enough, is to be given the chance to remake Lost. I really think oh, they should put could it in I my help? hands. Yeah, obviously you're going to be my uh, first production assistant or something. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> You'll be my key grip. <laughs> oh yeah, I can't wait to key grip on Lost. I don't know what that is, but it sounds cool. I mean, well, obviously the sequel to Lost or the remake will be called Lost Hotter. <laughs> I was Lost gonna, her. I was going to say found. Oh no, <laughs> I lost more Lost. Oh my god, Lostest. <laughs> That's a lot. Um, and another funny thing, I'm just looking, I'm literally looking at a list of characters now because this is a show that you can talk about the characters a lot more than the plot because the plot yeah. is like people walk around in, in a forest and yell at each other a lot. It's an island that's magical and then it ends. Yeah, there's um, only so much to say. Uh, another thing that was really interesting to me was uh, Commander Zavala from Destiny uh, is in a couple episodes and then just gets fucking domed. Which one was that? He's. Uh, <laughs> I laugh so hard when he's he his character introduces himself. He says, "I'm Mister Abaddon." Oh yes, I do remember that. Fucking Abaddon seemed like he was gonna be so cool, and then he gets shot in just the most fucking uninteresting way. <laughs> it's so funny because Abaddon is a, a, is the name of a, an angel or a demon, depending. Like in the Shimagami Tensei series, he's like a big blob demon, and I was like, "Oh, I bet this guy's on the level." <laughs> I was like, I can't wait to see what evil shit. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> like, you naming someone Abaddon and they just, they drive a car and then they get owned. I don't. Yeah. And you hired the fucking guy from fucking Wire and Fringe. Oh, uh, Lance, Lance Riddick. Yeah. I think is his name, yeah. Uh, he's such a great actor too. Uh, this, I had watched Lost before I watched The Wire. I think it would hurt even more if I had watched The Wire first and been like, fuck yeah, Lance Riddick's on the show. And he does just like unceremoniously just get shot in the car while Ben's like, oh, I gotta get out of here. Or, or Locke, I can't remember who he's even with. Anyway, he's shot by Ben and yeah, Locke yeah. is in the car and, and escapes. Uh, 
one of the many named characters, Ben is basically uh, forgiven for murdering in cold blood in an effort to make him sympathetic, going back to my original point. Yeah, but he's so cool. And I love <laughs> he's uh, objectively monstrous. <laughs> so are we all a little monstrous, Austin? This is what that philosophy book has taught me. Like, we're all allowed a little bit of our own issues in life. And Ben's was like killing people a couple times. They're all probably bad guys. Just it's, like all those 200 people on the island, on the plane that had to get blown up. He, It's so psycho that Kate, Sawyer, and Ben are some of the characters, like the main characters who escape, you know, escape the island and go into the sunset, like, heroically and safely when they are the f- fucking characters who should be in prison. Although... Lock or uh, Ben was not invited to join the rest of the characters in the the church. He, he says he's he's not allowed there. Yeah, because it would have been fucking weird. He killed <laughs> half of them. <laughs> it's not like he's in hell. He's just <laughs> sitting outside of their heaven bubble. Not exactly fucking uh, poetic comeuppance for choking a man to death. For gassing his own father to death, who did suck, to be fair. but His dad did blow. <laughs> but still a human being whose life he took, it, it, like, not in self-defense, uh, and just a bunch. He just killed so many people. He iced Widmore. He killed fucking Abaddon. He killed just scores of people. He manipulated um, Juliet's lover into getting killed. Uh, just so many people. Also, Juliet. What an interesting and strangely used character. <laughs> Uh, I love Juliet. I loved her so much. She is introduced as like a really competent, powerful character. Uh, She has a bunch of interesting interactions with Ben and Jack. Seems like she's being pulled back and forth. Um, There's this like great reveal where she's a mole, but then she's not. (laughs) And then the fucking weirdest thing happens where time travel starts. And it's just revealed that she's been in a happy relationship for three years with Sawyer. Um, And it's all off screen. And then they completely play straight for the rest of the show that they had a true and beautiful love that is so important. And we just, we just aren't privy to it. And we're just supposed to, we're just <laughs> supposed to buy so it cute together. Austin, why they don't spoke you just like twice this? before that. It's and three years happened where they loved each other. I'm I sure know it was great. <laughs> just as a TV show. Usually you have to show the audience something to get them to. Oh my God. Care. Show, show, show. They just told us finally. <laughs> they were just like here. <laughs> Lost is like, yeah, a hair show don't tell is better, but uh, rip to your grandma, I'm different. How about once every so often you just tell us, okay? Yeah, they definitely did that. And, yeah, it's just so funny that uh, at the end, everyone just, like pairs up heterosexually and Jack just goes back to Kate, no matter how fucking awful they were to each other. Juliet and Sawyer are just like, yeah, we actually are deeply in love. Take our word for it. Yeah, because you have that moment where they like, you were like, what does Juliet's last words mean? They don't make sense. And you're like, oh, it's because it's kind of like this fucking ultimate reality thing that was going on. She was seeing the sideways world or whatever. Uh, she can, yes. We can go Dutch. She should sideways see another man. <laughs> That's what she should see. <laughs> uh, and fucking Nadia who? That's what I want to leave this fucking credits recording on. Who was Nadia again? I can't remember. I'm sure she was important to someone. Someone who died via suicide bomb, you fucking scumbags. Rewrite it. Go back for another draft. Yeah. Uh, he tried to save everybody. That's the important thing. Yeah. I'm sure there's a different way that could have gone down. Maybe a little bit more heroic and with him having a little bit more agency. Also, fucking Claire, they did Claire so dirty, she spends three seasons just going, my baby! 
And then she walks into the forest and is gone for like two actual years. And then she emerges uh, to just be like, I'm crazy now. I'm crazy. Isn't that weird? I'm crazy. Oh, it's over. The show's over. Bye. Uh, I don't like how you're coming at my characters now. This feels personal. I'm starting to feel attacked. I'm starting to feel in the corner. I'm going to start punching back a little bit. I just, I don't, up. I don't care for like mind control plots in general. It's, it's pretty, it's not, uh, good for me. Uh, maybe that's uh, uh, a fucking esoteric idiosyncrasy I have that shouldn't be respected. I, I'm never a big fan of like, oh, this person is now completely controlled because like, I don't know. Just do a ro- use a robot or something. I don't know. That it's would weird. be better. Uh, Lost could have used a couple improvements. Robots would have been one of them. Yeah. Dinosaurs, I think, would have been another big one. <laughs> In my remake, found uh, instead of a polar bear, it will be a T Rex, and there will be a subplot about robots. Now it'd be a little weird if you call it found because there's an episode called dot 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 and found. Um, uh huh. And, I- and in our show, it'll be called dot 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 and lost. <laughs> <laughs> Can I still at least get an episode name in it that's called Loster? Uh, yes. And also we should mention the funniest thing, which I didn't know when you told me, which is that the soundtrack is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Including the all-time thing. I, I still say every once in a while to Joa, I just say, Booneral. <laughs> the, the name of the song that plays doing, during Boone's funeral. Booneral. Uh. To add context, the score to Lost is fantastic. It is done by Michael Giacchino, who's done a ton of like crazy good soundtracks. Uh, Inside Out's one of my favorites he's done, but a ton of stuff. Uh, and if you've seen any of his soundtracks, they're all like this. They're all just pun names. He loves pun names. So it could be like a track that'll make you cry, and it'll be called like fucking like uh, Poston Korksky, and you're yeah. just like, fuck, man. All right, sure. <laughs> Yeah, there really is a lot of lost in in the work I love. Uh, I have a, I am also a pretentious uh, religious symbolism philosophy using fucking pun loving dirtbag. So who am I to throw stones at this glass house? We all love each other. <laughs> love conquers all, even nukes. Juliet gets nuked in, sh- in the next episode. She's like, I'm dying from unrelated injuries. <laughs> from the electromagnetism or something. Yeah, sure. And po- the most important thing is that she was in love. It was! With a racist. Oh, f- <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. With like three years, he could have learned his ways. Maybe he figured some things out. He didn't. He killed, he killed the Quans and Saeed. Fuck Sawyer. All my homies hate Sawyer. I like the actor Joss Holloway a lot, which of course means I'm going to inevitably find out that he's part of the fucking truck convoy or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's inevitable. Just the yeah. fuck uh, wind butler from Arcade Fire just got outed. Nobody's safe. Every, yeah. ev- it's it's bad out there, folks. E- every, every day I sit in fear that Dave Grohl is going to say something and I'm going to be like, no. Okay, I'm Googling Hurley actor problematic (laughs) jorge garcia yeah it is he's i hope he's having a good time i hope he's just he's just vibing and chilling he did um fucking hawaii 50 for like seven seasons or whatever yeah i'm looking at he doesn't even have a personal life section on his on it he's keeping shit close to the chest good for you buddy yeah 
Oh, he he's was on Alcatraz. Oh my God. I was gonna say, I was like, <laughs> I think he was on Alcatraz. <laughs> that was that's so funny because it was such a blatant ripoff of Lost, and so to cast Hurley is just a big dick move. Uh, Sam Neill. Well, they had another one. The actress who played Juliet was on some show about aliens that was very similar, a show that didn't explain all of its its stuff. Uh, I, I, okay, so it was produced by J.J. Abrams. This is now an Alcatraz podcast. Okay. I, I remember it being canceled mid-season, but Wikipedia says after the first season. It wasn't renewed for a second. My memory well, it was like a half-season thing. Yeah, well, 13 episodes is about a half-season back then because usually uh, seasons were usually 20 or so episodes. Okay. Uh, but there was a bunch of those. Most of those have been lost to history. I'm curious if anyone has a favorite lost ripoff. Oh, what was the um, Jericho, the one that got revived by the fans and then canceled anyway afterwards? Because they were like, you guys really want this show. And then an executive was like, yeah, but not that bad. <laughs> and then canceled it again. Yeah, yeah, I never saw that. I'm not aware of it. Uh, I found a list here. Uh, lost ripoffs. Heroes? That can't be true. Yes. Heroes was absolutely a lost ripoff. Oh, my God. That's why. I've never heard. All I know about Heroes Wait. is the first season rocked and the second sucked. That's literally all I know. Yeah. It was it was very po- It was a very similar thing. There was a guy who could, like, paint the future. And people were like, what does this future painting mean? And, like, nobody knew why people were getting powers and all okay. sorts of stuff. It was it was definitely in a very similar. There was like a fight at the time. It was people who were like because Heroes came out like I think when Lost was like maybe in like its second or third season, would make maybe the quality was starting to dip, and people were like Heroes is just better than Lost, and then Heroes just nosedived <laughs> to like a season. Uh, Leftovers, the next show by Damon Lindelof. Uh, Johnny, my friend, uh, swears by it. Says it's like one of his favorite shows. Yeah, I've heard I've heard very good things about it. I've just never watched it. My brother always told me it was so sad. Like it's just such a depressing show. It's yeah, it's about people dealing with the aftermath of the rapture. But I know the one of the things that I know about it. The only things is that they said up front, we're never explaining this. Yeah. Do not for a moment expect an explanation. Which honestly, big balls, good yeah. move. That's what that's what they learned. And similar thing when Lindelof uh, show ran the Watchmen sequel. There's stuff oh, in that. Fuck. They're just like, never, never we're never going to explain some of the things. We're also never going to do a second season. Fuck you. But, yeah, that rocked. That was a great move. I actually really loved that show. I'm looking at this list again. Fringe, not true. That's an X-Files ripoff. Sorry. Yeah. Wrong. Westworld? No. Westworld no. based on a novel by Michael Crichton from like the 70s. I was going to say pre, uh, precedes that. Precedes uh, it significantly. Person of interest? I heard that's good. That's only a lost ripoff because Ben's in it. It's not a lost ripoff. As I said, it was like a spy show. Dark. I know that's on Netflix. Never seen it. Manifest. Never heard of it. Flight Attendant? Manifest, I I think. A comedy. True Detective? No. True Detective? No. Sorry. That's a a Lovecraftian mystery based on a specific book that uh, the writer apologized for plagiarizing. (laughs) I was going to say, does that explain why the second season fucking apparently ate ass? Yeah, um, there's there's a lot. I mean, okay, so yeah, I'm looking this up. Um, Thomas Ligotti is the person who wrote uh, the book that True Detective took a lot of its stuff from. Plagiarism is maybe a bit strong. The book is called The Conspiracy Against the Human Race. Uh, Rust Cole like, quotes from it a lot in True Detective. Not a, not a lost ripoff, sorry. And I, I do, do want to note uh, Jericho to specifically say uh, it ran for one season. It was canceled after its first full season because of low ratings. A fan campaign persuaded the network to bring the show back for another season, uh, seven episodes, and then it was canceled again. <laughs> so if you were a Jericho fan, you really just never got away from it. <laughs> you just kept getting sadder. All right. What are you watching next? We're going to finish Sandman. I don't know where we're going next. Um, I have. I just got Hulu. I've been watching Welcome to Wrexham. This is like something like 
like that's just a you know, rowdy show about Rob McElhaney and Robert <laughs> Ryan Reynolds buying a fucking football team, basically. Okay. Um, uh, I want to watch The Bear. I want to give that a shot. And um, I don't know. There's a lot of Hulu TV shows I kind of want, or movies I want to watch. Um, so I might give that a try. I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of struggling to find stuff to watch at the moment. I don't have a Netflix subscription anymore. I'm not going to re-sign up for it probably until the One Piece live action show comes out, so I can watch <laughs> that die of secondhand embarrassment and then. Yeah, I'm sure you you can text us. We'll probably hook you up. Probably. I, I, mm-hmm. I yeah maybe I don't know. Uh yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't know. I think the Bears like the only thing I'm kind of excited to check out right now until Severance season two comes out. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of next seasons. Uh, oh, She Hulk! I'm watching. I'm, I'm fucking with She Hulk right now. Yeah. But that's I fuck with every Marvel TV show, no matter how bad they are. We watched Moon Knight. Uh, I thought it was pretty interesting and good. I don't know if Moon I talked Knight. about it on the podcast, but Moon Knight's good. I liked Moon Knight a lot. I liked Oscar Isaac in that a lot. Um, and I'm hoping that one gets a second season. I know they plan to. I think eventually put him into movies. Um, there's talk that they're going to do like a Midnight Suns movie, which he would probably be a part of. Um, but I like that show a lot. I'd hope they'd do another one of that. Um, Miss Marvel, I liked, although that was like a show that could use another episode because <laughs> there's like an entire part where they go to Pakistan and deal with like a cult or something there for like an episode and a half. And then <laughs> you just never go back there or deal with it again. You're just like, this is weird. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like this entire, you were introduced to a character who then dies heroically 20 minutes later. And I'm like, I don't have, to, I don't have an investment in this character at this point. Like their death means nothing to me. Oh, like Dr. Arst. Oh yeah. Well <laughs> that, that you're not supposed to invest in that. death. you're supposed to laugh at that. Death. I know. I'm being Look at an this asshole. dumb, annoying jerk face. Uh, all right. Thank you so much for joining me and talking about lost and reading these names. Can we start up a second podcast where we just talk? Absolutely. All right. I'm going to start plans for it. It's going to be called Loster. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, if you're listening to this, that means uh, you're probably already on this list. Let's just up the donations. Let's get a, uh, you know, to a level where we can pay Quinn and I to just watch TV all day. <laughs> that, hey, some people will like that. Some people will love it. I know. We will genuinely, if, do, if, if we can, we can do that as a job. That's a thing. There are plenty of people doing that on Patreon. And it'll be me crying through a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you like that. I, I <laughs> he got his kidney stolen and so I sad. I say that, but I watched because I, I couldn't watch any of the episodes alongside you. You guys watch episodes obscenely late. I don't know how you guys do that. It's uh, crazy. You're wild. Uh, but when you watch the one episode after Charlie's death, I was like, oh, I'm going to rewatch the scene that starts next season where Hurley like jumps into the ocean. Cause they're finally going to be rescued. And he's so excited. He's like, I always wanted a cannonball. Uh-huh. And he's so happy. And then he gets out of the water and finds out Charlie died. And it just, I literally cried again, watching the scene. I was like, Fuck. this, I was like, I've seen this scene like a hundred times. I just can't stop crying at it. Uh, what an interesting show. Thank you so much. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> I'm never going to be on the credits again. <laughs> we'll see what the reaction is. They'll never let me back <laughs> The greatest thread in the history of the Discord locked after 15,000 messages. <laughs> Fuck Quinn. Lost her. Part two.